I want to uh, preach on the home. I believe we're in a battle in the home front today. Uh, Y'all bear with me tonight. I'm just going to give you the introduction to the battle of the home front, and we'll do a couple more messages on the home, the defense of the home, and maybe give you some help in your home life. Now, none of us can stand up and say, my home is in perfect shape. There's not one could say that. Because we've got some things going on in our lives, we've got some things going on in our homes that we just don't tell people about. And maybe with this, maybe you can strengthen your home life, get a better grip, a hold of it, and make sure that you endure and go forward in your Christian walk, not as an individual, but as a core unit of the home. And I believe we're missing that on the day we're, we're losing it. We're losing that battle on the home front today. The world, the flesh, and the devil has really come up against the Christian home. I'll say Christian homes. Because that's who the devil is after, is the Christian home. Uh, he's not after the world's home. He's not after those in the flesh home. He's after those that are Christian. He's wanting to tear their home up. And I find that he does a good job at it. He is really good at what he does. But maybe tonight I can give you some pointers and help that may encourage you to get closer to God, not only in yourself and your personal walk, but in your walk with as, as a home group, your home core. Ephesians chapter 5 tonight, uh, I want to give you this thought and then give you three points and then we'll go home. Uh, but I believe it will be a help with you. Just hang with me and I know I'm going to just run on run a rabbit on a few of these, but uh, I believe it will be a help for you. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 21, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourself unto your husband as the Lord, unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be that her own husband in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for him. Drop down to verse number 28. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Drop down to verse number 31. For this call shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and there two shall be one flesh. And it's very, very uh, uh, strange. It's not a strange thing. He moves from, from the husband's or the wife's relationship uh, to looking at the, the fruit of the relationship, uh, and that's the children. He tells how the husband and wife are to conduct themselves uh, toward each other. And dealing uh, uh, with how parents should treat their children and how children should treat their parents in verse chapter number six and verse number one, children obey your uh, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy mother and father, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may, that it may be well with them, and thou mayest live long on earth. And the fathers provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them unto the nurturing and ammunition of the Lord. 
And then he goes on to speak about the servants in verse number uh, later on in the chapter, and he talks about uh, he talks about fifteen straight verses from chapter five, to verse twenty-two, to chapter six, verse number four. He talks about the home structure uh, for fifteen straight verses. Not not an accident after Paul deals uh, with the home structure, uh, the husband, the wife, the children, and then he makes a sharp turn. In chapter 6, verse 10, dealing with war, warfare, and spiritual warfare. He said in chapter 6, verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For the wrestle not against flesh and blood. You're not against war with your wife. You're not against war with your husband. You're not against husband and wife against the children, no children against the husband. That's not what it is. He says the real problem is these spiritual principalities against powers, against the rulers of darkness, uh, the world, against spiritual wickedness, wickedness in high places. And because of these things are against the home, Ye need to wherefore take upon the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. You, you know my background. I am military 100%. I, I remember when I was seven years old, I took a picture in a military uniform. And I think that doomed me to wear one for my career. I, I've been overseas. I've seen things. I've been in hostile places. I've been shot at. And that's just part of being a soldier. You, you, you're taught these things. These things are going to happen to you. Uh, that's what you sign up for when you say, I want to be a soldier. But I found out being uh, that these things are around a lot of soldiers, I, I found out that those that come back from battlegrounds, those that come back from hostile uh, uh, places and they serve over there, even though they survived the war, even though they survived to live and came home, I find that their home life did not survive whether it was on the stress of the separation or, or the struggle that they were going through, regardless of what it was, I found that it was that the soldier's life, man or woman, the home life did not survive. Because what happened in warfare? That dissolved the home, dissolved the marriage, I'm going somewhere with this. Don't, don't, don't just go to sleep on me. I read statistics in 2001 when they had the trade towers, the uh, uh, attack on the trade centers were attacked. Statistic was in the military, army military, uh, there were 5,600 5, divorces from army militaries. After the attack in 2004, three years later, there are over 10,000 military divorces. Something had 
the strain. Something pulled on them. Something had to struggle. There's something about the separation. Something about all that put together. Double the homes not making it. War has a way of tearing homes apart. You look at the lives that were affected, man, woman, and even the children, their, the, the lives were affected. That were all that got involved in it. You say, what does that have to do with us? We're not in the military. We're not in a combat zone. I beg the pardon to you. What I'm trying to show you, Paul likened that we are involved and around in the, in the church as a warfare. Uh, the casualties that is never talked about in the war is the home takes a bite. One of the greatest spiritual warfares that we are involved in is the fight against the principalities. It's not the powers and the stre- uh, stress and struggles of life, the separation of work, home and anxiety of all these things that go on. The major thing that dies is not the church, but it's the home. It's torn apart, wrecked. I want to preach on defense of the home tonight. According to the text that we read, we are in a spiritual warfare. Paul is always talking about the uh, warfare or being a soldier. When you got saved, you signed up for war. You have a real enemy tonight. He is against you and against your home tonight. You have more enemies against you than you realized. The devil does not want you and your husband to stay together and doing something for the glory of God. It's not just in your life, but it's also in the life of your children, your grandchildren. There are some unseen forces at work in this world and they're doing everything they can whether it be in the workplace or in the Instagram or uh, Snapchat or Facebook or the TV or the radio, they're doing everything they can to tear the home life down. Amen. That's what God has divinely orchestrated, the home life. And it's trying to run it. Because the devil knows the church will never be as strong as the home life that sits in the pews tonight. I don't care how loud you shout. I don't care how much you listen to preaching or how spiritual you seem to be. If you're sitting in these pews here tonight, you can walk out the door there and there's a constant struggle and a fight between your wife. There is something wrong. And your children see it. I'm telling you tonight, this church will never be the kind of church that God has intended it to be if we're fighting each other. He intends us to work with each other, love one another, lock arms together, 
fight against these things of the world together and raise a generation of godly and point them in their Christian walk today. I, I believe we're missing the boat. Do you realize the only hope that you have for your home tonight is found in, in verse number 10? Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Say that again. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. It was David that said, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain to build it. If the Lord is not at the top, if the Lord is not the cornerstone, if the Lord is not the foundation of your home, you are destined for defeat. You're destined for ruin. You're going to run up the white flag of surrender. He must be, he must be the beginning, the end, the alpha, and the omega. He must be the first and last. We want the foundation right. And we want the foundation to be continued in the things of God, not the things of this world. The Bible said in Matthew chapter 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When you talk about the homes, people want to hear the preacher Tell us how the husband is supposed to act. What the husband's supposed to do. Hey, tell us what the wife, what kind of wife we should have. Well, we'll get to that, but not tonight. I want to tell, I want to tell her how she's supposed to love me and support me and be behind me. Just like the church Jesus Christ died for. Tell her how I'm, uh, how I'm the head and I'm the boss. That ain't going to happen tonight. <laughs> I want you to understand something tonight. You being the husband you ought to be, you being the wife that you ought to be, means nothing if you ain't right with God. I believe the problem is in our homes is that we are worried about what each other is supposed to be doing, how the husband is supposed to be acting, how the wife is supposed to be acting, instead of us just getting right with God. It's almost like we're running tabs. I did this. What have you done? I've done this and this. What about you? If you stop trying to worry about what they're doing and start doing what you're supposed to do, you'll come together. Because you're Christians, because you love each other, that will make you the kind of husband, that will make you kind of the wife that God wants you to be. Instead of worrying about what they should be doing and how they should act, just be a Christian. If our homes are going to survive, we first must be everything that we're called to be. We must be. So I, then I want to look at the defense of the home tonight. If, you, if, your, if your home ain't worth defending, nothing is. Nothing is. If your home that God has divinely entrusted in with you, and I'm talking about the four walls of the house, 
you live in, I'm talking about the structure, you and your wife, your children, if you say that's not worth defending, you tell me what is. You need to fight. It's not against each other. You know, we can tell what is important because of what the devil comes against. The devil comes against the home, so we know that the home is an important thing to the devil. Because the devil knows what's important. There is nothing this world fought more. Now, there's things that's fought many times against, but there's nothing in this world that's fought more than against the home life of the Christian churches today. Everywhere you look, there is some, some kind of disorder. Some kind of disarray in the home lives. So how do we defend our homes? How do we come up against this with the devil and this with the flesh throws us? How do we do that? I'm going to give you three quick things tonight. First of all, in verse number 13. Wherefore take upon unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Do all that you can do. Having done all, to stand. The reason why so many marriages don't make it today, one member is trying to do their best, they're trying to get everything they can done and doing it right, while the other one is just going by the business. Trying to get so easy. You know, the country today has made it so easy to get divorces. There's actually signs that says, hey, hey, if, don't worry about it, but if you uh, want to get a divorce, you only live once, get a divorce. We made it so easy. And I find out that people do not want to fight for what God has ordained them to be, the home life. That we got where people just says, well, I'm tired of it. I quit. I'm out. I'm checking out. This is not what I thought it would be. I didn't have no clue what marriage was going to be like. I was never married before. Nobody came up to me and said, hey, here's the book on marriage. Read it before you get married because you might not get married. No, we dove into it. There, there, there's been some problems and there's been some fights and, and there's been some uh, 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 tense moments of uh, in our marriage. But she got over it. There, there, there's intense moments in marriages that you struggle and sometimes we just give up too easy. I'm out. I'm checking out. It's a warfare. Yeah, you say, yeah, I know it's a warfare. You don't live with who I live with. We should not be fighting against each other, but together fighting against the world, the flesh, and the devil. A soldier on the battlefield is going to do all that he can do to survive. Even it means 
calling in different things. Even if it means uh, moving around. Even if it means you're surrounded by the enemy, you're going to do everything that you can to survive, to make it through. A marriage should be the same way. I'm going to do everything I can do to survive, to make it through. Because the devil's coming after you. Then he said, there is an evil day coming, verse 13, that you may be able to withstand the withstand in the evil day you realize there's an evil day that the devil has planned for you and your family it's called the evil day i don't know about you but that runs chills up and down my spine to think that the devil has an evil day planned for me and my family i don't know when it is or where it's coming from where it's coming at but I, don't, I, I want to make sure that I'm right. I, I'm going to do some stockpiling. I, I, I'm going to put some stuff in reserve that when that evil day does come, I've got reserve that I can draw back on. Don't wait until the evil day decide to get right with God then. It's too late. Yeah, I heard a saying, a divorce lawyer is more expensive than babysitters and a lot less fun. True. Husband and wives, you need bonding time together as a unit so that you're able to stand together. And we're talking about saving your home, fighting for your home, Fighting for your family. Do all that you can do. Have you done all that you can do for your family? Then, then he talks about, we talk about do all that you can do. He talks about dress for success. We're, to hold, we're told to put on four things. If you want your home to survive the struggle to be defended, both of you have got to get the right mindset. Verse 14, stand therefore having your loins girded about with truth. Pause right there for a moment. Did you notice the first thing that he said put on? He said that we have to put on the core, the unit, the family unit, absolute truth. There must be honesty and they're transparent between husband and wife. There cannot be something hid. There cannot be something hid over here that you don't want to, your husband to see, your wife to see. There must be absolute truth. I have found out that there is too much lying going on in home life today. I've heard men say, well, I'll never tell my wife that. Wife will say, well, what he doesn't know won't hurt him. It might not hurt him today, but it'll hurt him someday. Or the mother and a child will be against the father, or the father and child will be against the mother. Don't tell mom about this. Make sure you don't tell daddy about this. All that does is tear down the home core. It separates and it makes you weep because there's no absolute truth between mom and daddy and daddy and mom and the kids. Yet there has to be absolute truth. 
Put on the helmet. Put on the truth. You know, once in a while, you ought to just tell each other how you feel. What's bothering you. Get it out in the open. There should be no greater confidence that you have in your marriage, in your life, than your husband or your wife. You should be able to come to your husband and tell him, this is going on, this is the way I feel. You should be able to go to your wife and say, look, I've got this going on, this is what's happening, this is what's bothering me. You should be able to go. There should not be somebody, a greater confidence in your life outside of your husband or your wife. The home life, we're talking about the home life, the core the devil is against the core tonight. He says we're dressed with the breastplate of righteousness. This breastplate covers the heart. It keeps the heart soaked and bathed in righteousness. Can I say there is no reason to say people should not get along together. Let me say that again. I don't think you hit home. There's absolutely no reason why two saved people should not get along. Because you, if you get along, if you both have the heart bathed in righteousness, the Bible says, for the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but it's the righteousness and peace and the joy in the Holy Ghost. If you're both bathed in the Holy Ghost, walking in the Holy Ghost, then you have a heart after righteousness. Why can't you get along? And I'm talk, not just talking about husband and wife. I'm talking about saved people in general. The Bible says also pride, only by pride cometh contention. But with the well of eyes is wisdom. If there's any reason why the home is not working, one or both doesn't have a heart after righteousness. And I'm not pointing fingers tonight. I'm saying both of you have to be right. Both of you have to come to the altar and say, Lord, I want my heart right with you. That's what I'm getting at tonight, getting our hearts right with God that we'll be able to fight against the things of this world because if you don't get right with God, if you're not walking together, if you're not in step with each other, the devil is going to tear your home down. And you say, well, I, I'm a Christian. I've seen it. I, I don't know about you, but I've been around a lot of Christian people that said the same thing, but yet their homes got tore to pieces because somehow or another they didn't get in step with God. They didn't get in step with each other. They walked separate ways and the devil came in and tore them up. Your feet shod with preparation of the gospel of peace. Make sure your both feet are heading in the same direction. Not one feet, not her feet going in one, your feet going in another direction, not husband and wife going in two different directions, but you're heading in the same direction. If you're both heading in the same direction, you have the same goals, same mindset. The problem is a lot of homes. Each one is trying to go their own direction. How can two walk together except they agree? If you both have your feet in the right place, both heading in the right direction, going in the same way, God is with you. He will strengthen you.
Then he says, take the helmet of salvation. Obviously, both are, both, you're both are saved. If you're both saved, then you're heading for, if you're not both saved, then you're heading for trouble. I'm telling you, there's marriages today that, that's messed up because one is saved, one is not saved. I'm not saying you can't get it corrected, but I'm just saying I, I wouldn't yoke up with somebody that wasn't saved. Let me say this to the young people tonight. I'm just going to be brutally honest. If you're looking at somebody and they don't have the same desire and the same want you do with God, then run away. Get away. Because if you, if you don't get away now, it's better to have a heartache now than a broken home later. If you are looking at somebody, if a girl's looking at a man, and a man's looking at a girl, if you don't have the same desire to work with God, walk with God, serve God, then I'm saying just break it off. Because you're heading for destruction. Dressing for success. Do you have the same mindset? Are you both heading in the same direction? Defending the home. And he said, we need to draw close. Verse 16. Looking through the lens of the home now. Remember that we're all looking at the home. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Why? Because there's a darts coming after you in every direction. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. There's stuff being thrown at homes today from every direction we have. If, if Paul is dealing with the Romans and the Romans is talking about the shield, talking about the shield, I don't know if you ever studied the shields uh, in, in the Roman times, but they had a shield that stood from the feet to just above their head. And it was round. You could stand behind it, it could be seen, but it was rounded on the end. And what they would do, they would get a bunch of them together and they stand side by side and you could not see through that shield. You could not get through that shield. And, and when the fiery darts or the air spears and all them thing was thrown out, all it would do is bounce off the shields. And they would be able to march going to the warfare. They'd be going to trenches and they'd be able to go in all these places because they had a shield up. You say, what about the top? Well, I'm glad you asked. There were some that were behind him and they had raised their shields up over the head. And I, I looked at some of these pictures and it looked like a box walking towards the battlefield. Arrows could not get on top. Arrows could not come. In fact, if they didn't have any on the Bible, the Bible doesn't talk about retreat because they weren't going to retreat. So they, they, had, they had protection all around them. Nothing to get into. What, what, what do you say? What do you mean by that? I'm telling you, if you got the shield of faith and you hook up together and both of you get arms hooked up together and you keep going, the devils cannot hurt you because you got the faith of God in front of you. If we are to have a strong home, against the struggles of this world, the flesh, the devil, and above all, we've got to get close together. It's called the shield of faith. Lock your faith together with each other. 
Like I said, we've been married almost for 50 years now, but it's been a long road. Now, I'm going to tell you right up front, marriage has got some bumpy roads in them. But my problem is with a lot of bumpy roads, somebody seems to get thrown off the cart. If you want your home life, if you want your marriage to stay strong, then you've got to have to hook up, yoke up, and keep moving forward. You're going to have some struggles. You're going to have some fights. You're going to have some problems. But they can be worked out. They can be worked out. We've worked ours out. We have made a decision in our marriage that she would handle all the major problems and I'll handle all the small problems. <laughs> Thank God we had no small problems as of yet. But if you want your home to survive in this day that we live in, you better get close. You better lock arms and get close because the devil is coming. He, he ain't heading for those families down the road sitting in the house watching TV. He's heading for your house because he knows if he gets your house, he gets you out of church. And that's what his whole goal is, to get you out of church. Amen.